Today on Locked On Rockies, who do you have more faith in, the Denver Broncos or the Colorado Rockies? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the 14th day of November in the year 2022. I'm your Rockies fan extraordinaire, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team each and every single day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You are in the right place. That's what we do around here. We talk about the Colorado Rockies each and every day. Every time there's a new episode of this podcast, we talk about the Rockies and uh, all about the organization. We've gone up, we've gone down, and we'll have a whole lot more conversation around the league and a whole lot more throughout the offseason. So you are in the right place for Colorado Rockies uh, chat. That's what we do. We like to chatter about the Rocks. And uh, I am—I don't uh, joke around when I call myself your Rockies fan extraordinaire. I take this team quite seriously. I, why else would I do a podcast about it? I've been following this team my entire life and been bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk for about two seasons now. And uh, today on the Locked on Rockies podcast, I just, we're, I, I'm most sports fans, or at least Denver sports fans like myself, s- settled in. For another day of Broncos football, as long alongside the slate of other NFL games, as uh, you know, it is Broncos time, full season ahead. And I was kind of thinking to myself, as the game was incredibly frustrating, as the team didn't perform on offense, but has good defensive opportunities, keeps themselves in games, but can't come up with anything uh, clutch. Can't come up with anything big. A couple of big plays here and there. A couple of impact players here and there. An underperforming slash hurt superstar. And I was kind of thinking to myself, hmm. Where have I heard this before? Big contract not working out in the first year. Huh. Huh. New GM, questionable trades. The Broncos are following the playbook of the Colorado Rockies. The Broncos have made what looks to be a really big mistake in trusting this much in Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has at least gone out and given an example on the field, whereas the Rockies are sitting in a pretty similar situation. Uh, A seventh of the deal that you committed a large sum of money to someone fizzled out. At least Russell Wilson, I mean, he missed the one game and the Wolverine blood and the Adonis TikTok DNA routine or whatever didn't pan out. But he's out there at least. At least the Broncos are playing Russell Wilson. The big contract for the Rockies hasn't even we haven't even gotten to scratch really the surface. The true impact of what Chris Bryant is going to be is uh, is really up in the air. And I just wonder how did it kind of get to this point? And at this point, 
as these are the two teams that I care about the most in terms of sports fandom. I like baseball and football the most. I'm not as as much as I would call myself an Avalanche and a Nuggets fan. I don't follow those sports as as much. I'm not watching every game. Whereas Rockies and the Broncos, I am tuning into just about if not all the games. As unfortunate as that might be for someone's sanity. I, uh, I'm watching much more Bronco or uh, nuggets, especially and abs this year. I'm trying to, and, and actually treating myself to good teams in the state, uh, from my home state, but I'm just curious at how it kind of got to this point for the Broncos, but then it's kind of also the conversation of is how much can you really compare these two sports? How much can you really compare these two organizations? And that's kind of when I thought the conversation was at least a little bit more interesting and something I wanted to think about because I'd really like to know more about the philosophies and how teams view themselves in Denver and especially in Colorado and in, in, in their legacies. When you look at teams like the Broncos and the Avalanche, there's they have something that two other the other two don't have. A championship, not only championship, but championships, and a kind of a championship pedigree. I think the Broncos have kind of put a terrible taste into their mouths after the last Super Bowl with uh, with how the fact that they haven't made it to the playoffs since. I think that muddies the waters of the reputation of the Denver Broncos, but they've gotten it done, and they've gotten it done multiple times, and the Avalanche especially look to be a team that have really figured things out. The Broncos... On the on the other side of things, have are seemingly continuing to make missteps and misdirections. So I just wonder how much faith for for sports fans. I mean, the Broncos are big business. I mean, the Broncos are the big business when it comes to sports. There's a lot of sports in Colorado. Colorado sports fans outside of college football are treated to a plethora of really good. Uh, good sports i mean and again as much as you want the rockies course field is still a really enjoyable major league experience and now next year you're gonna see more of these other teams come in so there's like a i know that's a value there it's not doesn't help the team win but it just comes into the mindset of i just wonder how the broncos and the avalanche kind of have to carry that championship mentality because the broncos can't continue to be like this whereas the Rockies it's kind of the norm right it's more surprising when the Rockies do the big moves when the Rockies are good people even in Colorado didn't really understand how good the Rockies are or were and could have been in this stretch of baseball I really don't think people understand how awesome of a team the Rockies had for two seasons and unfortunately were a couple of other pieces away from really putting it together and making something special this a, a, a reminder a team that went to game 163 with the Dodgers the, I mean you can't that's it's not fathomable now. But that kind of flew under the radar, whereas the Broncos, I mean, especially this offseason, the Broncos were not only the talk were the talk of, of Denver amongst the, the back-to-back MVP and a Stanley Cup champion winning team. The, I mean, the Broncos still dominate the narrative. And here it is, not panning out. The Broncos have to make, I think the big difference between these two teams, the Broncos and the, and the Rockies, the Broncos have to make change. The Broncos have to do something different. And they can because they now have 
an insane amount of people involved in them. That ownership group is 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 going to lead to the Broncos being able to do a lot more than the Rockies are going to be able to do. But it's also the NFL. It's I mean, there's a whole other other there's millions and millions of other layers there. But that's kind of when I was thinking about this conversation. What when I think about what what do I who do I believe in is going to turn it around sooner? The Broncos or the Rockies? I've kept saying the uh, the Broncos because there are some things you can point to. There's some things there, and the Rockies haven't have, have been kind of rudderless since the big trade, in my opinion. And 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 this this question, the answer to this question would have been different in eighteen. Uh, you know, four years ago, is this, 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 even 19, even with the bad season, I did not expect the Rockies to make the move to move Nolan in that off season. I thought that they were going to buy in. I thought they were going to do something. And I think the Broncos going forward. And, and as you saw with trying, you can't knock it. I mean, it's a ton and they gave away a lot, but the Broncos tr- tried to make the trade for Nar- Nolan Arenado. They weren't trading away. Nolan Arenado they were trading away the future there for, for the hope that Nolan Arenado is going to be good for them that, that's what the card you know the, they took the what the, the Cardinals were hoping for and the Cardinals are getting a Hall of Famer and someone who is continuing to be one of the best players in baseball and the Broncos are looking deer in the headlights at is it they have to figure out if it's Russ if it's the quarterback there's so many other things but one thing you can guarantee for sure about the in those two sports the NFL is going to move a lot faster. And another thing, too, and, and I think something we need to emphasize in our kind of conversation, and you're kind of like sitting there, this isn't deep-breaking Rockies analysis. I know. It's November 14th. The offseason is uh, – we, we, we've covered it all. we got plenty of player reviews, but I wanted to take a kind of a different thing. Eric Harper's in the live chat just like you can be. If you follow us on uh, YouTube, if you subscribe to Locked on Rockies on YouTube, you'll know when we go live and you can pop into the live chat. We're going to see what he has to say. And any of you other Rockies fans have to say if – if, uh, you want to join us in the live chat but before we do that got to take a moment to tell you about the folks that help make this show possible and that includes bet online bet online is your number one spot for all your sports betting info stats news and analysis you can even get a head start on futures bets uh, for major league baseball they got all sorts of different stuff you can bet on free agency odds where players are going to go they got all sorts of things that uh, you can give a shot at a bet on and you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there that's football that's basketball that's soccer and guess what if you're a call of duty fan league of legends fan if you're an esports fan they got it they've got it all at betonline.net they got podcasts there too you can find those at betonline they're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in at betonline.net. That's the website that you can head to today. That's betonline.net. You can also use your mobile device to learn more about all the latest odds and trends at betonline. Betonline.net. Betonline, where the game starts. We're having a conversation today about... The differences between the Broncos, the Avalanche, the Rockies, the Nuggets, and uh, you know we're having a good time. Uh, it's it's an interesting one. I think it's a a, a, a uh, an interesting 
conversation to have. And well, let's dive in here uh, to the live chat. Eric Harper says, the Rockies offseason is providing a nice respite from my mostly terrible Timberwolves and Senators seasons. I don't have faith in our current pitching, but beyond that, I'm loaded with Rockies faith. Go Falcons for what it's worth. Woof. Woof, Eric. We got to get you a winner in there, my friend. We got, I mean, I don't know much about hockey, but I know the Senators aren't usually that good. The Timberwolves are cursed. I know they just took the uh, the Nuggets guy, but I hear that that hasn't been working out as well. And there was a lot of uh, a big trade for leverage of the future of that franchise. And then the Falcons, yikes, man, you need to get yourself. And then, then this is the baseball team you've uh, you've hitched your wagon to. That is a uh, when any of those teams win the championship, you will have earned it. That is for sure as as a sports fan, but. The big difference, I think, and, and not only is it championship pedigree, but like we kind of talked about a little bit in the first segment there, is the ownership. The Rockies are, don't have, as much as I want to boast about, and, and as much as the Rockies do have more wealth and influence and then than they like to lead on and, and, and more uh, ability to make bigger moves than I, I think that uh, they they put on uh, to their to the fans, the Broncos certainly have no excuse and to keep pace with the NFL, the rapid turnover, the, 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 the difficulty that it is to stay relevant in that league and in those positions is going to require the, the, the Broncos to kind of maybe eat a chunk of this Russell contract, but they have the ability to do that. When you have Walmart, when you have some of the wealthiest people involved in your team, that's that opens up a ton of possibilities. I know there's tax. I know there's all these rules and stuff in the NFL. They can figure it out. They're the it's Walmart folks. I mean, that's something that the Rockies will never be able to compete with. And something that the Rockies uh, will probably drown with in comparison because they, they can't keep up with the Cronky, uh, you know, family. That, that is one thing that the Momforts don't necessarily have. It's not a, um, media empire or a uh, shopping global platform uh, working for them. And, and, you know, so that is something that the Rockies do actually when you're talking about overall ownership, business philosophy, what they can and can do and can and can't afford. The, that kind of helps put the conversation into perspective, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that he has a really good, the, the Momforts have really great real estate it's not a surprise folks i'm telling you that that thing that got erected right next to Coors field there's a reason the rockies talk about it so much i know that there was some talk about it but it's 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 momfort was able to get in and has a sweet deal with the rockies and yes i am not a gm i'm not an economist i'm not a business guy of course but I can call a spade a spade when I know that when he doesn't deal with others, things struggling with uh, in terms of, of ownership, uh, he, he doesn't have to deal with low season ticket holder numbers. He doesn't have to deal with no TV or radio, doesn't have to do with an empty stadium. You uh, have to kind of, again, you have to pressure them 
to make sure that the the Rockies should be a landing home for talent like Chris Bryant because they should make it a landing home. And you want to make it an attractive place to be like 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 Houston and our friends uh, here in the live chat locked on Astros celebrating uh, the World Series. Why don't you send us over a few of these uh, pitchers? You got you got plenty of bullpen. You got plenty of depth. We could use a couple of pitchers and we can send you, you know, mediocre outfield depth that might play like every fifth day <laughs> on that Astros team. That is uh, really, really good. I mean, that's what we saw uh, this offseason so far. Uh, I mean, I mean, um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of an interesting uh, situation for to, to face all wall. <laughs> the two other, the two best teams in the state are, are continuing to crush it and make really interesting moves and really, really interesting, um, a, a great, sensible moves and building up. I mean, the Avs were one of the worst teams in hockey not that long ago, and they did the process. Teams, it's hard to do dynasties. It's hard to be the Astros. It's hard to be teams that are always going to be great. And I don't think that we should set the expectations for the Rockies to be that way. I don't think that's a realistic one. Whereas the Broncos, at one point, you could argue that it was the expectation. The Avalanche have set a pretty high one for that. And the Nuggets would like to kind of create this one. The Rockies just need to be competitive and be in a shot where they're relevant and the team on the field is giving them a shot at October every single year. That's what they need to do and commit to as an organization because they're not going to have some of the abilities and they're not going to have some of the, the, the influence that they do as a major football team or teams with really good players and really good development until they invest in all of that. The Rockies can't find the Nikola Jokic until they believe in finding the things and going into, into the rough. They need to they need to do things like the abs. Why were the abs able? I know it's hockey to baseball. There's it's it's not apples to it's not apples to apples, it's apples to oranges. But why were the Avalanche able to go from the worst team in their league? To the best, to the best team, and people consider that Avs team to be one of the best teams of all time. I mean, that's what people were talking about. I, I'm not a hockey guy. I can't actually sit there and comment on on that at the authenticity of that. But that's not a long turnaround. I mean, Gabriel Landeskog was on that bad team and was hoisting the cup as the captain still an effective player for the team too. Not someone in hockey who can play till they're 50, uh, like we've seen so many. But um, let's wrap up this conversation. Let's kind of um, figure out maybe a little bit to talk about any other Rocky stuff and uh, close out, I think, the uh, Locked On Astros. Got a good, uh, good point there here in the live chat as well. But first, check this out. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, for your second listen, you can make the Locked On Sports Today podcast your second listen if you want to stay up to date with all things in the world of sports. Or if you want to learn about the World Series Astros, they're here in the live chat, hanging out with us here with Locked On Astros. And uh, we got all sorts of people hanging out in the live chat today. Eric Harper, Nicholas Duvall, Stefano Sanchez is here as well. And uh, you can be asking your questions. You can know when we go live by subscribing to Locked On Rockies on YouTube. Your subscription helps us grow, folks. We've had an awesome season and an awesome offseason so far. We've had a great 2022, and I know 2023 is going to be even bigger here for the show, and it's all thanks to folks like 
y'all. Locked on Astros in the live chat says the Rockies need to be competitive in the West. Disrupt the order and get hot at the right time. A team of destiny theme. That's exactly how the Rockies are really going to paint it out. They, they, it's so hard to, to be consistent like we were saying here in that last segment. It's so hard to do everything that the Astros or the Dodgers or the Yankees or some of these other teams can do because... There is some limits to being the Colorado Rockies. And I think for, but they can look at a team like Houston, a team like that Houston has had a lot of success before this, but Houston had a lot of history of not success. How did they figure it out? I mean, changing leagues, doing this. They used to have a hill in their, in their stadium. Uh, it's a, uh, it's, it, there, there's so many examples that the Rockies can look to for teams that have figured it out and turned it around that, that I think would be at least examples for them to, to look around and to see what has worked for teams throughout baseball and throughout the organization. But it's exactly kind of how, uh, that's going to work. The Rockies path to the world series, unless it, unless it's a drastic shift in the way this team is run is. Build teams and be aggressive. Capture the lightning in the bottle. Embrace when you know you have a special team, like an 18 and, and 17. Go after it at the deadline. And when you have these opportunities and when you prove yourself in the first half of the season you that, that you can go out to the Dodgers, that you're competing against the Dodgers, that you're in the NL pennant race or the NL West race, you got to buy in. And the other teams, the Nuggets, the Avs, and the Broncos – they're more willing to buy in than the Rockies are, and I hope that changes. We'll close it out here with Stefano Sanchez's question. Any news about center field? Nothing yet. Um, I think that the, I think stuff's about to start happening like today or, or some some form of the offseason starts today or tomorrow, uh, like non-tendered, uh, some sort of contract stuff is going to start happening today or tomorrow. So, uh, I bet you we will see more about the Rockies' free agent interests and where teams really actually are in terms of interest on certain players here in the next coming days. But to my knowledge and everything, the the biggest news in terms of the Rockies when it comes to re-signing was Jose Arena last week. And then uh, I saw a graphic, I think, some MLB official account put Jose Arena as a reliever. And I don't know if that is the Rockies' plan that no one told us about, but uh, I would imagine that is not the case. Stefano Sanchez says we need work double, and we uh, yeah yeah. I mean I, I agree. There's there's uh, there's a lot of work to be done with the Colorado Rockies. They need to they they do need to figure it out and uh, kind of invest more in figuring out what works for the because you because that's the other thing you have to invest in things that work for your team and what works for every team especially teams in other sports isn't always going to work out but folks that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on rockies thank you so much for tuning in great live chat today and uh thank you for making us your first listen of the day and for supporting us on your favorite streaming service where we are free and streaming you can also find us on the locked on rockies youtube channel there as well we are proud to be part of the locked on podcast network where you can find your team every day go make locked on sports today your second listen or why not go check out the Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, or Locked On Nuggets podcast. Learn more about those wonderful teams. Stefano Sanchez, you're the best for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in, Nicholas, as well. Thank you all for checking out the Locked On Rockies podcast. And until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.